Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. That's right. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Tighten Up Pod. On Instagram, it is Tighten Up Podcast. And Austin Huff is, funny enough, at on Twitter, at Austin Huff. Yeah. <laughs> and I am Jack A. Gentry on Twitter. You can follow A to Z Sports on all of the platforms there, your one-stop shop for sports in Tennessee. Yes, and we have got a really fun sode for you today. Great sode today, Jack. Great sode. I'm fired up. <laughs> we got a clowny watch. 2020 continues. Uh, we got an update for you because, you know, we live in an endless void of darkness and nothingness called quarantine, where every day is the same thing over and over, and our lives are meaningless. So can't wait for that. Also, we got a brand new segment this week in Titans Facebook comments. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Jonathan Joseph, he signed with the Titans. We'll get into that. But that also means Logan Ryan is now a Jet, allegedly, and we are an emotional wreck, allegedly. Ben Jones moved in with Ryan Tannehill, and we've got some of your emails. But before we get to Tuppin, and before you technology-savvy kids get to skipping, uh, I've actually got some new notes about the fine people at TennesseeTickets.com as the only place to trust with your money on the secondary ticket market. And when I say that, I mean it. Here's a fun tidbit about TennesseeTickets.com. 100% guaranteed money back if games are canceled. I know that's the big worry right now. Everyone's like, uh, are there even going to be games? Why am I going to buy tickets now? Because Tennessee Tickets will give you your money back if the games don't happen. Other ticket sites, <clears throat> cough, <clears throat> StubHub, uh, will just give you like a coupon or something or like a you know, credit back. TennesseeTickets.com will refund your money. Also, on top of that, they got great prices. They got free tailgates with the food and bar for all Titans home games. They've got amazing customer service, and you're supporting local business, guys. You, you hear all the time during quarantine, support local. You know, Eat at Satco. Buy your clothes at Project 615. Buy your tickets at TennesseeTickets.com. I'm not even local, but I'm still supporting Nashville local. So do that. Hit these guys up. And if you use the code TITANS20, you can get $20 off your Titans tickets on $200 plus dollar purchases or more. That's that's hard to say. On $200 plus purchases. That's a little bit better, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> $20 off TITANS20. Use that code. Tell them the guys at ADD Sports sent you. And with all that said, let's talk Titans. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is May 13th, 2020. And you know what? Let me send it over to my colleague Jack for a very important update on Clowny Watch 2020. Clowny Watch 2020 continues. There you have it. Now, hey, look, the uh, 2020 schedule was released last week. And, uh, you know, like many uncreative and lazy sports talk radio hosts do, we are going to go through each game one by one and tell you basically if we think the Titans will win or lose. And we'll try and predict the uh, Titans record for you, okay? Because everyone always loves to hear that. So, Jack, let's go ahead and get started. I mean, we've got a Monday Night Football in week one, the second of a doubleheader. I love how even... The Titans finally get a, a Monday night game, and it's uh, it's not even like it's the it's the nightcap of a doubleheader. It's like even when we get Monday night footballs, we still don't get respect. But it's at Denver against the Broncos. Drew Locke and the gang versus the Tennessee Titans, a team that embarrassed the Titans last year. Week one, out the gate. Jack, what do you got? Is this a win or a loss? I think this is a win, and I think you can look at it uh, from the standpoint of last year the Titans went to Denver and Marcus Mariota kind of crumbled. And that was the start of the Ryan Tannehill era in Tennessee, which as has been pretty nice up to, up to this point. So the Titans are going to have a bit of a revenge angle, but Jarrell Casey is going to be lining up against the Titans for the first time. And yeah. he, he, you can know, he turn out the butt crack. And you know, he wants some revenge as well. You look, you look at Denver, and I like to get them early in the season because of that young receiving core. They they drafted two receivers early in the draft in Jerry Judy and they and uh, another. And they also have Courtney Roby, who's 24 years old himself. 
And Drew Locke still doesn't have a whole lot of games under his belt. So I think getting them early on is, you know, a better spot for the Titans. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm just hoping the Titans score points against the Broncos this year. <laughs> yeah, that was, last year's game was miserable, wasn't it? Oh, my gosh. And that was a bad Broncos team, too. That wasn't like the Broncos started to turn it on, kind of like the Titans did in the latter half of last year. And, um, man, uh, but when the Titans had them, they should have dominated them, but they did not. Yeah. Um, and All right, so we we both uh, we both got that penciled in as a W, I guess. Yeah, let me correct myself real quick. I said Courtney Roby. I believe it's Cortland Sutton that I'm thinking of um, for the Broncos. He is the 24-year-old wide receiver that's actually come on pretty pretty strong in the last couple of years. But, yeah, I do have a W, 1-0 start for the Titans. Courtney Roby. Yeah, the uh... – uh, I believe I believe you got a uh, remember the Titan. Yeah, that's game. exactly what it was. That's a recent remember the Titan too. <laughs> you just write that one down for uh, for for remember <laughs> the Titan. Save that one in your back pocket. All right, so week two, uh, I've got a bye week. Oh no, wait, sorry, that's the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. <laughs> <laughs> so look, I know uh, Derrick Henry is looking to uh, exceed his rushing total last. Uh, from last year and it appears he'll do so in week two by week two of uh next season just with the uh, jaguars coming to town so i don't know about you but i got that as a w that's that's why i look at it as the easiest game on the schedule and it's nice to have them week two because you're coming off a late monday night game the week before so it's already a short week but thank god the jaguars are on deck because (laughs) that's the one game where you can have a short week and still maybe come out ready to go Hopefully no problems for Derrick Henry, who's from very close to Jacksonville, who always plays motivated against them. And yeah, I, I think this is two and zero, right? Yeah, I that's that's how I got it. Um, then week three, they go up to Minnesota against the Vikings. Skull, and um, I, you know what? This is a tough one, but I'm gonna say it's a W for the Titans. Uh, I think this is a tough one. It's hard. To, it's hard to go up there and win in Minnesota and. But they but they're bringing in Kevin Stefanski, who's in his first year as a head coach. They lost Stefan Diggs. No way Kirk Cousins performs the way he did last year. Three and zero. There we go. So uh, and uh, week four, they go. Or they they're at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. A game probably many people have circled on their calendar as a as a must see. It's 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 that uh, remnants of the old AFC Central division uh, with the Titans and Steelers. Just the probably one of the more hate heated non-AFC South teams for the Titans. But you know what? I've got it down as a W. Yeah, this rivalry used to be a whole lot of fun, and I hope I hope they can kind of bring some of that back this year. Uh, but definitely no stomping on terrible towels because we know how that plays out, don't we, Keith Bullock and Lindell White? But, yeah. yeah, Big Ben, he's back, and he's fatter than ever. I think the Titans can get to him. Jadavian Clowney may be included, 4-0. There you go. All right, week five, Buffalo Bills. A uh, honestly, and I'm going to say this probably until I die, but whenever the Buffalo Bills come to Nashville, it's a uh, Music City Miracle uh, part due. It's a it's a revenge. It's a sequel to the Music City Miracle, and I think everyone will think that. Uh, you know, I'm not alone in that thought process. But Buffalo Bills, look, this is not your your. Well, I'm not going to say your daddy's Buffalo Bills. This is not like your your high school years, Buffalo bills. I, because it's not like, it's not old <laughs> enough to be like, because I obviously like your daddy's Buffalo bills would be like the, the super bowl the back, to back, back to back to back yeah, losses. Um, so that, the, 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 your dad's Buffalo bills were good. Your Buffalo bills are like, they were bad, but now they're kind of good again. Like they've been to the playoffs two of the last three years. So now like we should start putting respect on the Buffalo bills name. Um, Obviously, and I love, personally, I love Bill's Mafia and all the fans and them coming down and making viral videos in the parking lot of uh, Nissan Stadium. I, uh, but with that said, and this is a much better Bill's team and they got Stefan Diggs, like you said, like I've, I've still got it as a W for the Titans. Titans proved in Baltimore last year that they can, they can contain a, a running quarterback, which is what Josh, Josh Allen brings to the table, but he's also erratic. I think Christian Fulton gets his first pick in this game. Titans go five and zero. Week six, uh, another bye week. Nah, I'm kidding. Uh, Houston Texans <laughs> come to town. And uh, it's, uh, you know, the Bill Bryant brings his chin dimple for the first time in 2020 to Nashville. And the, I, look, this is, 
actually, this isn't that tough. I've got the Titans down as a W because the uh, the the Houston Houston Texans. This is not last year's Houston Texans, and it's not the year before Houston Texans. This Houston Texans team sucks. You know how I know? Because anyone good not named Deshaun Watson has been traded from the team, and Bill O'Brien's an idiot. And so I got the Titans down as a W. Yeah, I think I do too. And you you look at the most recent year's matchups, and DeAndre Hopkins seemed to have his way against the Titans. He's the one player in the division, maybe outside of formerly Andrew Luck, now T.Y. Hilton. They really had trouble handling. And they come in week six, I believe, and Deshaun Watson's coming in with – I feel like he's had a disappointing offseason in that he's lost weapons. He hasn't gained any, which is what you're supposed to do. Well, he has gained weapons, I'm doing air quotes right now, but in the form of uh, an old and washed-up Randall Cobb, a very injury-prone Brandon Cooks, who you know, you'd know you be lucky to squeeze 10 games out of, I think, this year. But, um, yeah, t- the Texans come in, Titans handle them, 6-0. and Week 7, an actual bye week. Uh, it's the uh, not the Jaguars or the Texans. Actual bye week. Look, I know this is unprecedented, but I've got this as a as a W for the Titans. Yeah, that, I think it has to be, unless something horrible happens to your team or stadium or something just catastrophic would have to really take place for for an L to be chalked up chalked up in the bye week. So yeah, I think I think they can take that one. We continue the AFC Central reunion in Week Eight with a tr- trip up to Cincinnati. Uh, as long as the uh, Titans stay away from. Uh, Kings Island in their off time. I think they uh, pull this one out pretty easily. You got Joe Burrow, um, J- obviously new quarterback there. Andy Dalton's gone. It's it's Joe Burrow's not going to be like some magic weapon that turn makes this team instantly good. Um, so I, look, I think that's probably one of the more easier W's on the schedule right now. Yeah, you you would hope it would be, especially after a bye week where you have. You need seven more days to prepare and rest up and everything. But that is what's tricky about the bye week is maybe you come in hot and there's a letdown spot against a team that you know you're better than. Um, an early bye week is is always concerning for me a little bit just because the back end of the schedule is when you really need your bye week. After right. after a quick six games, you could, you could probably afford to go till week nine or ten for a bye week, but that's not the way the schedule sets up this year. They find themselves in Cincinnati week eight. And uh, I mean, I would I'd be hard pressed to say that they'd have trouble in this game. I think that they, uh, I think that they dominate the, the trenches in this one. The Bengals have uh, a, a makeshift group of offensive linemen, a, a defensive line group that is, is a, it's, it's okay. Um, I, I think the Titans can handle this one and, and they'll take that one in Cincinnati. Week nine, uh, I had originally labeled this game as the Cody Parkey revenge game, but unfortunately, <laughs> Cody Parkey wasn't able to stay a Titan as long uh, as uh, up until this point. So we've got uh, so now it's just it's just the Chicago Bears come to Nashville. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of Chicagoans in Nashville. Jack and I have said many a time this offseason is the time to recruit Tennessee Titans fans because one just need to not be ratioed every Sunday at Nissan stadium. They, you know, Nashville is a destination point in the NFL. So obviously away fans are going to bring their fans. So recruit as many Titans fans now coming off the success we had last year to become Titans fans. So we can kind of help against that. Uh, But week nine, with all that said, fans aside on the field, I got it as a W. I don't know. On the field, it has to be a W. Now when Titans fans may be taking L's, on Broadway or maybe the, the division streets and Demumbrians of the world, just because the bears fans uh, can handle their beer and, and that's their thing. But uh, yeah, you're right. This is a big a, a fan base who is very upset with the current situation, not only in the front office, but at quarterback, maybe they're a little getting a little upset with Matt Nagy as a head coach. I think that, yeah, you circle for fan recruitment games, you circle Chicago and you circle Houston. Because those are two fan bases that are very upset with the way things have been going inside the building. And I, I think that the Titans can not only win this game, but Titans fans may be turning 60-40 into 65-35. All right, and week 10, 
We've got our first Thursday night game of the week. And so you're probably like, oh, okay, so Jacksonville, right? No. <laughs> this might be the first year in the history of of what football was invented in what the late uh, or the early 1900s, yes. late 1800s. This might be the first Thursday during the football season where we don't have a Titans Jaguars matchup. Uh, but it is against a division rival in the Indianapolis Colts at home Thursday night football under the lights week 10 Indianapolis Colts. Look, I know the Indianapolis Colts have Phillip Rivers. I know this is probably like the team to beat in the AFC South. I'm okay with saying it because, look, I'll take as much pressure off the Titans as they need. There's a lot of attention going north of Nashville in Indy. I'm okay with it. With all that said, since it's Phillip Rivers, I got a W for the Titans. Ooh, okay. See, this is going to be a fun game because it's a primetime game against a division, a hated division rival in Nashville and it's right in the smack dab middle of the season. Last primetime game that the Titans hosted the Colts in, I think we all know what happened. Blaine Gabbert had to start week 17, and that did not go as planned against Andrew Luck's Colts. Ugh. Well, yeah, thanks the, for Titans, the, the Titans have moved on from Blaine Gabbert, and Andrew Luck's moved on from the Colts. So, yeah, Phillip Rivers steps in, brings his 11 children to Nashville, and officially overpopulates the hell out of the city. But the Titans yeah, win. I was gonna say, you, you want to talk about being ratioed at Nissan Stadium. <laughs> Just wait till Phillip Rivers brings his family. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good stuff. But yeah, I do think the Titans can take this one. That they, they that you mentioned week week. What is this? The eighth and tenth game of the season. They it's kind of a cult sandwich with the Ravens in the middle, and that's it's going to be a tough spot. But I'm interested to see how this first game. You you, you want to get your home games in your against your division, and this is this is definitely one that they'll have circled on their calendars. Another AFC Central uh, opponent. Week 11 at the Baltimore Ravens. This is honestly a game I'm surprised wasn't primetime. Obviously, you have the rematch of the divisional round of the playoffs last year. You have arguably the best, if not the second best team in the AFC in the Ravens. And you've got a really good uh, Titans team that knocked them out of the playoffs. I'm I'm surprised this is not a, a primetime game. It, a, it seemed to be like the very easy. I, obviously, I, I haven't looked at any of the other Week 11 matchups, but... This very well could have been, in my opinion. And I think, uh, with all that said, it's going to be tough. But you know what? So was the uh, the divisional round of the playoffs last year. Tough in Baltimore. I've got the Titans winning. I look. I don't. I don't know. I am I crazy? Maybe. But I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm saying the Titans win. Look, the the Ravens are going to come in wanting revenge. That's that's simple. But this is the best spot on the schedule for the Ravens that they could possibly be. Ravens have a Sunday night matchup against the Patriots uh, in the week leading up to the Titans-Ravens game. The Titans have a long week after playing on Thursday against the Colts. They won't have to gear up till Sunday. So that, that's about 10 days rest if my math checks out there. But that's your probably that you, would you agree that that's the hardest game on the schedule? Without question. Without okay. question. And that is that is kind of like the circle date of the year. And it's a good litmus test because you're you're just past that halfway mark in the season and you're starting to go downhill, like you know, like the, the season hump is starting to head downhill towards the playoffs, and it's gonna be at what and I believe last year, wasn't it around week eleven that the Titans played the Chiefs? Um, yes, and and miraculously won late in the game. Right, and that was kind of like the game that vaulted them into. So if the Titans get off to a rough start, I'm not predicting that. Obviously, I, I have them winning all these games, um, but if they do, I think this is the game to like kind of get them back on track. And even if they do, if they start like I said, you know, nine and zero. I think uh, this is the game. Like, if they lose it, it's like okay, screw your head on straight. Kind of like a uh, when the when the '85 Bears lost to the Dolphins back in the day. You know that, and that kind of screwed their heads on straight to get them to the Super Bowl. That's that's the way I view this game. Yeah, I I I, I think I'm kind of on the same page as you in, in that regard. But yeah, it's a, it's a good spot in terms of rest for the Titans. The date's 11:22. I think A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, secure another win for the Titans. All right, so back in Week 12, now we go up to Lucas Oil at Indy Colts. 
And in those, it, it, this is going to be tough to play. It's it's tough to play a team twice in a season, regardless. Even tougher when it's twice in three weeks, and even less than three weeks because that that first game, that first matchup is Thursday night. Um, or sorry, excuse me. I guess a little bit over three weeks. Um, but with that said, I think they win. I think they go into Lucas Oil. You know, it's they they finally got that monkey off their back last year. Uh, the the curse that was playing at Lucas Oil, and they finally got that off their back, and they're like, hey, now it's now it's the house that uh, the two tone blue built. You know, now it's the house that T Rack built is is what I'm calling Lucas Oil now. Even though they're like one in what like thirty in their last <laughs> in their last like thirty one meetings there. Since it was built, I'm pretty sure Titans have won there like twice. I don't care. Now it's the house the T-Rack built. Hey, I'm all for that. And you get them in week 12. Phillip Rivers is winding down. Maybe, maybe, maybe those nicks and those bruises start building up. And you you get a not 100% Phillip Rivers against a Titans defense that has the potential to be scary. I like what they've done in the offseason with some of these signings that we'll get into here shortly. But... I think the Titans. I think the Titans take this one. I just. I, I do. After after a big win against the Ravens, I think it could springboard the Titans into success similar to what we saw against Kansas City. I think that was an excellent comparison. Um, give me I, the I think Titans a, in this one. That's a great take, Jack. Great take. <laughs> um, they uh, week thirteen. The Cleveland Browns come to town. It's a W. W. I mean, you saw the. <laughs> You saw what happened last year. Yeah. Week 14, another bye week uh, at, at at Jacksonville this time. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, another W. It's going to be too cold for the beaches. The Titans are going to stay focused. Another win. Yeah. The beaches, which, will pro- which more than likely will be open, because let's be honest, Jacksonville's... In fact, honestly, by week 14, everyone in Jacksonville will probably have coronavirus. So the Titans should skate in this game. <laughs> just with them opening their beaches up so early. Um, week 15, I'll say uh, this is, you know, this is this is a little tougher. It's Detroit Lions. That's one of those teams that can kind of jump up and bite you when you least expect it. But look, man, and I, I crunched the numbers. I, I thought a lot about, thought long and hard about this game. You know, Matt Safford, what's he going to be able to produce? I've got the Titans winning this one. It's it's one of those games where you have two of Bill Belichick's former coordinators, um, or not former yeah. coordinators, excuse me. Vrabel didn't coach for the, the Patriots. However, he did play both sides of the ball. He has a, there's a strong Belichick influence with him, but, and you had Patricia, yeah. who was a Let's be, There's no Bill Belichick without Mike Vrabel. We can go ahead and That's say That's true. It. No, that is true. <laughs> one of the best red zone tight ends of all time. And... <laughs> You have a, a, a Lions team with a quarterback who I think, between him and Mar- Archie Manning, are two of the best QBs to have never won a playoff game. So this is a spot where the Lions usually aren't in contention. We'll see about it this year. Give me the Titans. Yeah, and one of the fun facts that loves to be sh- that everyone loves to share, and it's becoming one of those facts like uh, Antonio Gates once played basketball or uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard, is that Matt Safford was the quarterback with Clayton Kershaw as his center. So that I'm sure you'll probably, they'll say that at least one time during the broadcast in mm, uh, the Highland park references. That's exactly yes. what it is. Right. Uh, week 16, I would say the second toughest game on the schedule. And I love that all the toughest Titans games are on the road. Thanks. Thanks NFL. Thanks, thanks for guys. Um, Sunday night football. I am stoked for that. And I am glad that, this is a primetime game because I feel like Titans players, especially a primetime game on the road. And I, I know Titans fans might be butthurt about that, but look, if, if the Titans are going to play in primetime against one of the best teams in football, and I would say that about the Packers, obviously they were one of four left standing last year. I love that it's on the road in primetime because I feel like Titans will be more focused on the road and having the Sunday night football lights and Carrie Underwood, a Nashvilleian, mind you, uh, just singing, to, you know, I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. Yeah, well, you know what? We'll be waiting all season for that Sunday night. And should I say it, Jack? What are you going to say? I got the Titans winning this one, man. Ooh. 
I, yeah. I look. You, you look at this game, and it's going to be cold. It's going to be a freeze. It's a frozen tundra. In yeah, Green that's Bay, what they Wisconsin. say. And the Titans are a cold weather styled team whose strengths play towards cold weather. And yep, you know, they're solid up front in the trenches. Derrick Henry runs up up uh, north and south, or north and south, I, I should say. Yeah, uh, hard to tackle in the cold. The, the, they're going to be the Titans' O line is going to be creating bigger holes uh, in in the line than they have in their cheese heads. Okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> I like that. I think that sorry. I think that's possible. Sorry, was that cheesy? Okay, no, there we go. No, <laughs> I sorry. This is awful. This is so bad. Give me, give me the Titans in, in Green Bay. A frozen. Interesting. Season. Interesting. I. You know what? We agree on that one. I'm not D- sure. Yeah. Did I say if I? I can't remember if I said they were going to win or not. But it, whether whatever I said, I'm I'm a, I'm agreeing with you. I'm changing my opinion to what you just said. I think. Okay. They win. Okay. No, I I, th- I think the two minds work better than one anyway. So yeah, I like that. You thought. actually made some great points there. Okay. Uh, and then finally, closing out the season, regular season at least, because the Titans season will go on into January, uh, week 17. At home against the Houston Texans. I love the fact that the Titans have this game at home because the Titans actually are on the road this game. They they're they're on the road this game. They have the Texans at home, I believe, week six. Oh, they do. I have it written down wrong. I have it excuse me. The Titans finished the season with three of four on the road, and this is their last one. Well, that may change. See, I had the Titans winning this game, but now that I know it's on the road in Houston, you know what? I I guess I'll, I'm going to say it. I, I think the Titans win this game. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. That's something I haven't yeah. heard. I was going to say, I was going to, it just changes things for me, you know, now knowing yeah. that this game is now on the road. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think you bring up a good point there. This is the point in the season where I think that if the Texans start off slow, Bill O'Brien's seat gets incredibly warm, if not hot. Yeah. And yeah, and that's if he's not already fired by this. Exactly, game. and Deshaun Watson could have just had enough of Bill Bell or Bill O'Brien's um, of crap, I should say, in the, at that point in the season, the last week. Titans on the road win a very huge Week 17 game that the Texans aren't exactly dialed in on playing. So I guess with everything. Yeah, let me do some math here. Yeah, I'm gonna let me, I'm gonna let's let's tally up our records and compare notes on what we got. So I've got W okay. three, four, seven, nine, nine seven, eight, thirteen, three and one, two and seven, six, six. That's yeah. I I think I'm sixteen and zero. What are you at? I yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? Wow. I didn't even. I've also I got was, them sixteen and zero. That's how crazy is that that we both came out with the same record? See, I thought I thought we disagreed on a couple, but no, I I guess I guess looking at the schedule, sixteen and zero looks yeah. about right. I mean, even I may even have seventeen and zero if you if you if they do end up winning that bye week. So. The bye week, the pivotal bye week game. That's a good point. I forgot. Wow. To so that. now look, obviously this is just predictions. <laughs> you know, things don't always go the way we predict, but I mean. Just judging by what we got, I would say the Titans have a, a pretty good season ahead of them. I, th- I think so, too. I think you got the tricky games and good spots, which is very, very much advantageous to the Tennessee Titans. And, dang, undefeated. Hope, hope springs eternal at this time of year. You know, we all get it. But, it's. I mean, I don't see how you can look at that schedule any differently than we did. You know, you know like, I just don't. You know who we didn't even factor in for any of these wins, which they may even be bigger wins now, is Brett Kern. He's just. Oh my gosh. He's a, he's a he's a player we didn't even include in our little evaluation. Well, I, I'll be honest. There are probably some weeks in there where he, where he'll get the week off. You know, like obviously week That's seven true. is a bye week, but there Jaguar. are some of those games. Yeah, he mm-hmm. probably won't even get to see the field. God love him. <laughs> um, now, obviously, with the schedule release each each year, you it, it comes you it's almost like the NFL releases their schedule and then you're inundated with bad takes galore all over the internet, whether it be Twitter or Facebook or wherever. And so we, Jack and I wanted to kind of uh, bring on a new segment that I don't, I don't believe we've done on this podcast yet. We did it a a few times in our, in our mock podcasts, but uh, 
it, it's a it's a segment we call this week in Titans Facebook. And if you think the takes are bad in you know from Titans fans on sports talk radio or just out and about you know at bars and things, imagine the takes that you'll get when reading the comments section of literally any post on the Titans Facebook page. So Jack and I kind of scoured that and we actually even saw some, I found some on, on Twitter just from people I follow or people that got retweeted onto my timeline that just, I stumbled upon that I kind of wanted to share. And that's, that's kind of where we went with it. So these first few are from Titans, but (laughs) like it's, some of these takes are just like just bad and some of them are just flat out weird. And like, for example, like I, I saw, I saw a take that, that read and I quote the Titans not leaving four hour radius around Nashville for seven weeks in the middle of the season is going to be kind of nice. Good opportunity to bank some key wins in there. Now to me that that, it's, it's such a, (laughs) and look, I get it. I get it. People are trying to come up with takes in any which way they can. They're trying to give their talking head opinion about the schedule and react to what has been brought to them from the NFL uh, content gods, I guess. But like, look, I, like, is this person like just like are are we really like busting out our Rand McNally road out assist? You know, are we are we going like via map quest and like figuring out? the distances between the away games and where the Titans are traveling. Like, like what happens if the Titans had to go six hours outside of the Nashville radius? Like, would that be detrimental? Scrap the tweet completely. Would that be like, would the Titans then be screwed for that, that six week stretch in the middle of the season? What's the amount of hours that it takes for a game to not be, you you, you know, (laughs) something that you circle on the calendar is, Oh, this is a great, this is a great group of games that we have scheduled because of their yeah, is it, is it like five would you say like like is it is because you know like the the titans aren't road tripping to these games it's not like they're on the back seat of like a nissan altima you know going <laughs> and like stopping at every casey's uh pizza you know or casey's uh quick trip all, along the way you know like it's not <laughs> this is a that, minor league baseball yeah oh hey can we stop at that circle k coming up i really have to piss like that's not the titans so it's like <laughs> <laughs> like why are we factoring that into and look i get it travel is annoying for for players but it really has no correlation one way or the other to the success or detriment of certain teams so to me it's all just kind of um it's all kind of fodder um i also saw this other tweet said it's a shame that at nfl i love i love when people at like include the at sign with the tag in you nfl you're definitely going to read this tweet nfl you bet listen I'm calling you out. You know, it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not about to subtweet the NFL. I want them to hear this. It's a shame that the NFL gave more prime time to Tampa Bay just because of Brady than the Titans and their amazing run to the AFC championship. If you think all teams are equal, then you have your answer. Okay. First of all, all teams are not equal. Yes. The Jaguars are far, far inferior to every other team in the NFL. 100%. And on the contrary, it's like, yeah, the Bucs haven't done anything, but when you get Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski in one offseason, obviously you're going to get some TV ratings coming your way. And I love that the first part of this tweet is like at NFL, and he's like calling out the NFL, but then the second part is like speaking to Titans fans that may have thought that all teams were equal. (laughs) Um, Rally Rally behind me. And this, this is just the endeavor of picking a right. fight with the NFL's Twitter account. Like Titans fans, let's have a little more self-awareness that a few things here. Obviously the, the Buccaneers have way more stars and sellable f- players nationally than the Titans do. Titans have what Derek Henry and, and he doesn't throw the ball 60 yards. Exactly. Like, that's well, Derrick Henry. Maybe. If we're being realistic, you could say AJ Brown, you could say Ryan Tannehill, but let's be honest. Let's be 100% honest. If I hit up a random fan in Minnesota or a random fan in Seattle, and I ask them to name more than one Titan, they'd say Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and that's probably it. And, and Jadavian Clowney, of course. He's a pre-Titan. Right. Jadavian Clowney, right. When he signs. Hashtag 
hey, Genevian, I know you're listening. Just go ahead and sign on the dotted line, man. Titans. That's all we're asking. Need you in two-tone blue. But, like, that's just, like, you know, that, that'd be like saying, that'd be like saying, uh, yeah, like, sure, like, the Bulls have Michael Jordan in his prime, but, you know, we should put the Bucks on national TV games as much as the Bulls. Like, it's just, it's just not that level yet, okay? So, the NFL, they're capitalists. They're going to try and cash in in any way possible. Just understand that, people. Like, don't be, don't be upset about that. Yeah, it's it's really nothing you should take offense to. That Tom Brady's more marketable than your team. That yes, they are coming off an amazing run, but let's face it, the Titans run the ball 20, 25 times a game, and that's really their their whole plan is to wear down wear down teams physically, and that's not attractive to NFL fans anymore. It just isn't. They want to yeah. see the ball fly in the air. They want to see leaping catches from speedy receivers, and you have the Chiefs to kind of blame for that. But at the same time, it's kind of the era that, that we're living in right now in the NFL. So Tampa's just going to be more marketable. They're, they're going to yeah. sell Tennessee Titans right. fans can hardly fill up. Look, I, I love Titans fans. I do. I grew up one. I'm still one, but they can't even sell out home games. They, yeah. they, there's home games where there's barely 60,000 people in the stadium. And, and th- this goes back to the take that you and I have had since, you know, what episode two of this podcast is, this is the offseason to recruit as many Titans fans as you can yes. possibly get. Recruit. You got to do the groundwork, Titans fans. You got to get out there and you got to get any casual NFL fan or like like me personally. I went out and got my best friend who used to be a St. Louis Rams fan and I I converted him into a Titans fan. Like that's what you got to do. Just find people, get creative with it. Get people on this Titans bandwagon and then I mean, you look at the the top twenty five or the top twenty jersey sales in the NFL. The Titans don't have one. No, the Titans don't have one. The Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey is number two. Just the Tampa Bay Bucks jersey, he's already number two. So, like, look, if 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 you yeah, if you think all teams are equal, then you, you, first of all, you're wrong. Second you're of all, idiot. get out, get out and recruit. Just get out and and like let's. <laughs> Make us That's, equal to the yes. Tom Brady's of the world. Ugh. And you got to pick your spots and do this against the correct teams whose fans are dying to jump off the off, off board and, right. and find if, a new if, place of happiness. And they can find that in Nashville with the Titans. If you want to complain about the Jacksonville Jaguars having a Thursday night game against the Miami Dolphins, by all means, make that your argument. At the NFL on that tweet. But don't don't do it with the Tampa Bay Bucks, okay? Apples and oranges, guys. Come on. Um, a few other just terrible takes on the Titans. These are actually from the Facebook page. Those first couple were from Twitter. Uh, this one is uh, uh, should be nine and zero going into Baltimore. Schedule is super back heavy too. We need a hot start. That's okay, what that's just, fans that's say just, every single year. First yeah, of all, should be nine and zero going into Baltimore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we went down the schedule. I think they should be sixteen and zero going into that, or fifteen and zero going into that week seventeen matchup at Houston. Uh, Look, Robert says, yeah. "Good schedule. Uh, we'll win twelve games at least. At least a minimum. That's, of all, that's literally just his take. That's his whole take." And yeah, at least twelve games. So twelve wins. A bad, Bob. A bad right. year to Robert will be twelve games. All right, Robert, twelve's coming right up for you, buddy. It's it's easy. The Titans have done it, I believe, three times ever. So hopefully that hopefully number four is coming this year. But you can't count wins at this point yeah. of the season. Oh my god! This yeah. this comment came from Vincent Gill. Which, oh, uh, Vince Gill. Uh, no, it, it's Vincent Gill. No, not to be mistaken. This is this reminds me of uh, what Michael Bolton from Office Space. You know, <laughs> yeah. why should I change? He's the one who sucks. <laughs> so this is from Vincent Gill. Support our team. Go to a home game this season. Don't cry about it being expensive or anything. Please show up for our team this year. Hashtag tighten up. That's just Vincent Gill giving a pep pep talk in the in the comment section of the titans so vince vincent gill gets it he knows that there's seats he gets that, are, it. That, that need butts to, to be put in them and he's doing his best yeah so i hope i'm sitting next to vincent gill at one game yeah this season. i do want to i do want to go to a game with vincent gill as well <laughs> and then last uh rick brought rick absolutely just brought the heat with this take are you ready for this oh yeah if you're 
if you're listening to this in your car, go ahead and buckle up with the the seatbelt next to you. Buckle up twice for this one, okay? If you're if you're listening at home, strap in, hold, grab hold of something tight, sit down for this one. You ready for this? Let's hear it. Rick says, and I quote: First eight games equals five at home and three on the road. Last eight games equals three at home and five on the road. Oh my god! Oh my gosh, Rick, bringing the heat. Did you? Do you want me to read that again? First eight games equals five at home and three on the road. Last eight games equals three at home and five on the road. Rick, you son of a bitch, you did it. Did, does Rick know how many hours away that these road games are? I <laughs> somebody, somebody get Rick to break that down next. It's almost as if the NFL sets up a schedule where every team plays eight at home and eight on the road. God, these people, Rick, man. Rick, you man, you gosh, I. Somewhere like there's going to be like an ESPN talent scout just sifting through the Titans comments. They're going to stumble upon ESPN stats and infos. Oh my gosh. You're going to be like ESPN. We'd like to welcome on our newest ESPN NFL analyst, Rick. Rick, what do you got for us? Well, the Titans, they're you guys. I'm getting breaking news here that the first eight games have five at home and three on the road. Whereas the, the last eight games, they have three at home and five on the road. I'll, we'll keep you posted as more comes in. <laughs> it's it's the FBI meme where he, he immediately publishes that to Facebook and he gets a text from the FBI that says, stay where you are. It's, right, it's right. like that. Rick, Rick is doing <laughs> undercover research and has come out with incredible findings. I, look. Earth-shattering findings. I love T-Rack, but I think Rick needs to be the Titans mascot. Oh, my God. I, I, make him the 12th Titan at one game. <laughs> Put him out in the middle of the field. Let him slam a sword into, into the logo, and let's move on. You know, like, I, gosh. Oh, I love – I don't really love good. it because it. I feel like I, I, it, it knocks down a few IQ points. But I – but I, it keeps me humble, kind of. I love the Titans Facebook comments. Yeah, I love. The, it. I, I get dumber when I read it, but I love it. Yeah, you have to be on your toes. There's crazy things everywhere. I saw a post today that was asking Titans fans for the most average Titans player in history, and there's a long list of those. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone not what? named not from 2001, 2000, and. <laughs> 2019. Yeah, from like 97 to like 03, and then from like. 2017 to 2019 yeah. every every player who played in between those gaps besides 2018 it, although it did have did, a lot of in fact things. and this may be a wild take but roll with me here the 2018 that went 13 and 3 or was it 2009 the, the team that went 13 and 3 with Kerry collins as their quarterback yeah that's 2008 that to me that was just a really good team made of really average players. Justin Gage led them in receiving yards. Can you believe that? <laughs> I, I'll, never, quarterback. I'll never forget. I was at the game where they beat, I want to say they beat the Jets uh, in the last home game of the season that year. And I'll never forget. I was at that game and I went to the bathroom after the game. They had just won. Um <laughs> I think it might have been the last week of the season and they went 13 and three and some drunk Titans fan just, you know, pissing at the trough in the urinal and he's, and he just yells out. It's kind of quiet. He just yells out. He goes, we're the shittiest 13 and three team ever. <laughs> and the whole bathroom just erupts and just goes nuts. And it was true though. Like it was like, I've never heard a drunk guy say truer words. And it was that, that 2008 team was just, it was so funny that they were so good. <laughs> like, so I don't know how it happened. It was that defensive line, the chain gang that went off and it was just it really a was. random going off that they had. And 
Yeah, they, they did lose in the first round of, or their first game in the playoffs after their bye in the divisional yeah. round. The Ravens. And I think that I think that's why they get often forgotten about. You know, like to, uh, when you think of Titans' great teams, it's kind of bookended by the the first few years, the two thousand ones, the two or the two thousands, two thousand one, and then the two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. And then really, I mean, I, I feel like if if you were to forget one of the Titans' great teams, that 2018 is the first one to get forgotten. But Yeah, I agree with you. Anyway, uh, okay, so um, really funny story that I want to get to quickly. Ben Jones moved in with Ryan Tannehill? Wait, hang on. So Ben Ooh. Jones uh, was one of the 130,000 Nashvillians who lost power last week, which brad hopkins uncle brad hopkins our guy who was on last week's episode he was one of them and hopefully everyone's okay and you know back yeah, has their power weird. back but in this time ben jones obviously like he got cold and ben jones was it was like two or three days he stayed at home and finally i guess he talked to ryan Tannehill or whatever and ryan Tannehill was like hey dude i'm not even I've got a house in Nashville that I'm not even staying at. You want to, you want to go stay there? And so Ben Jones just stayed there and like got like hot water and obviously he had power. So he had electricity again. And when I first read this headline, I got really excited because I was thinking slumber party, but (laughs) no, it was just, it was just Ben Jones was staying in Ryan Daniels empty house. But last year, Antonio Brown tried the whole thing to move into Tom Brady's house. Right. Um, right. And, and, you know, sexual assault cases kept popping up against Antonio Brown. <laughs> well, I think of the Tannehill case or the Tannehill house. I think he, when he came back from vacation, maybe a duck blind or two started popping up in the backyard. Ben Jones yeah. had his hunting buddies over. Cause you know, that special teams unit loves, loves their hunting. Maybe had suck up over, suck up them, live too far away. I'm sure. Oh yeah. And, and Bo Brinkley. And maybe they just sat up in the duck blind for a whole weekend and, they took it like a, a cabin trip almost, but with a quarterback who can probably afford one of the bigger homes in Nashville. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know where, um, I don't know where they live, but I think it's a pretty safe bet to say that Bo Brinkley, Ryan Suckup, and Ryan Danahill all live on the same cul-de-sac. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 just a neighborhood of Titans who who love just hunting in their backyard in their offense. <laughs> Duck blinds galore out there. Oh man. I, Hey, uh, like part of me, like I'm, I'm, I read this story and I got kind of jealous because honestly I would gladly live in anyone else's house right now because I'm like, I've been quarantined at home for so long that I'm just so ready to, I would literally live anywhere else. If you were like, Hey, do you want to spend a few nights at the local bus station down the street? I'd be like, yes, let's do it. You know, just for the adventure of it. And meanwhile, Ben Jones is not just staying at someone else's house. He's staying at Ryan Tannehill's brand new Nashville home that, you know, just a, you know, just, I don't know if he built it or bought it a year ago, but it's, you know, it's gotta be pretty nice. It's empty. It has a whole place to himself. Like goodness gracious, Ben Jones, you're living the best quarantine life right now. Yeah. You had to go like two days without power, but I would do that trade-off. I would give two days of power to live in Ryan Tannehill's house for, you know, a week. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And you know whose house needs someone to, to come in and, and live there is Logan Ryan's. There, His house has a vacancy now. Jeez. Because he's... Now you're going to get... At least give me a warning next time, dude. Like, now my, my eyes are starting to uh, yeah. water up. That, that, was a, that was a pretty hard segue there. But um, he has announced that he... Or there have been reports. Yeah, reports, been, reports. That he will be going to be a New York Jet on a one-year deal. And he says that the Titans never even offered him a one-year deal. Yeah. Michael Girardi tweeted um, that uh, Logan Ryan went on the McCordy Twins podcast, which, of course, the McCordy Twins have a podcast. You know, they yeah. share a they share a Twitter handle. You know, they you know did gonna... being twins right. They have mastered the art of just they looking really exactly like another person in your family. <laughs> They really have. They mastered the art of having just the same DNA strand. <laughs> um, they, they, so Logan Ryan goes on the McCordy Twins podcast, which 
don't go and listen to it. Just listen, stay subscribed to this podcast, rate, review, and subscribe to Tighten Up Podcast. We'll go ahead and just tell you so you don't have to go and do the dirty work of listening to their podcast. But he said, and I quote, it's been different about his free agency. Logan Ryan talking about his free agency said, quote, been different. Never thought I'd be a guy who plays for three or four franchises. And he's currently without a team, rumored to go with the Jets. But he also said, and this was the interesting thing that Titans fans, I think, will take away from this. He says the Titans never really talked a new deal with him. He said the multi-year option he got, quote, didn't feel right to me. He said he went back to Tennessee and said he'd come back for one year on his same salary as the year before, and the Titans didn't even bite. Wow. That... to me kind of really makes me frustrated like that makes me mad well it says something and i think yeah all things that there is a reason probably behind what john robinson did and jim wyatt uncle jim wyatt came on and he said that it was doubtful that logan ryan will be back mainly just because in a player situation like that if they're not getting what they have sought out for and then he put it everywhere that his price tag is 10 million dollars and he knew he wasn't going to get it in tennessee there may have been a pride issue after not getting that money and returning to the same locker room for nickels and dimes, I guess is, is what could have happened in a multi-year deal, but that was a nice, that was a nice defensive back pun nickels and dimes, nickels and dimes package, baby. Um, so yeah, Logan Ryan's Logan Ryan's gone now. And he, he said he had some cool things to say about Mariota as well on his way out. I'll, I'll let you guys read those. He said, he said, uh, that Mariota is really the reason why the Titans defense came on so strong last season and gave him a, a big, he was a big pr- presence in practice where he dominated and tore him apart a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, he had a lot of interesting things to say. That's definitely the most interesting is about that contract offer. I just, I like, and look, I'm not going to ever admit to thinking I know how to build an NFL roster better than John Robinson. Obviously he's done pretty well for himself just based off of how he's turned this what was a piss poor franchise when he got here to, you know, an AFC title birth in relevancy and contention. Exactly. Without question. Yeah. So I'm not going to start getting greedy or anything by that means, but to me, it's just like, if you have, and I understand playing hardball right out the gate saying, you know, no, we're not paying $10 million a year for a cornerback when we could just go out and draft one. Like they did. They got, they got a great one in Christian Fulton, but uh, to me, I'm just like, once he starts to balk at his asking price and is maybe like, hey, you know, look, and he starts to come down a little bit and say, you know, actually, I'll come back for one year based off of last year's salary. Like, that's when I think you start to, at very least, hit the negotiating table again. If you don't take take what he's willing to pull back on, at least maybe counter with something even lower and see if he bites at yeah. that because it's clear that Logan Ryan wants to be a Tennessee Titan, you know, especially with what he said on that podcast. He never thought he would be a three or four different franchise team. He wants to probably just settle down. He's at that point. He's at that age where he's like, I don't want to go anywhere else and start new again. So I'm sure he would say, okay, I'll take a little bit off my asking price to accomplish that. And for the Titans not to even entertain that thought, to not even have those discussions. That's the thing that irks me, I think. Yeah. If you have the discussions and you say, well, no, it just didn't work out, fine. That I'm okay with. But the fact that they said, you know, that the Titans didn't even bite at his offer or even maybe even counter, that's, I, I just I just have a problem with that. Look, you're right. And that's, that's fair to have issue with that. They did say that they do want to get younger and more athletic faster as well at the position of cornerback. Right and and Logan Ryan, he I'm not gonna lie to you, he got exposed against the Chiefs in the playoffs. He really did against speedy receivers and a quarterback with an arm, who who kind of torched the Titans, whether they were in uh, you know a cover defense or man, a zone defense or man. And uh, they go out and do get speedier just in the draft and younger uh, with with yeah. with Christian Fulton out of LSU, and they made a they made a tiny splash, tiny splash. But he's a veteran presence. It's Jonathan Joseph. Yeah, Joseph ran a four three one in co- coming in his first year in the NFL. Granted, he's played since two thousand and six in the league, so he's obviously slowed down a tick. But Ryan, you, there's an argument to be made. He's twenty nine years old. He ran a four six 
So maybe they're about even in, in speed, and the Titans just – Rabel got to experience Jonathan Joseph in Houston as, as a defensive coordinator in 2017, and Joseph is one of the active leaders in interceptions in the league. So he's obviously got the ball skills to match. Um, so that's – that's you know, he, well, how much does he have here? Jonathan Joseph has 31 interceptions at this moment in time. Yeah, he's he fourth among active NFL players. And the next closest person on the Titans is Kevin Byard, who, ironically enough, is tied with Logan Ryan at 17. So take that for what it is. Yeah, so they, and I love, first of all, on the Jonathan Joseph signing, the fact that it went down on a Wednesday right after we dropped our podcast. Thanks for nothing, yeah, John right? Robinson. Oh Jeez, look, I, 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 I just said I'm not going to knock Jonathan, uh, John Robinson on the signings that he makes. Actually, I take that all back. I am going to knock him. I'm going to knock him for the the timing of his signings. John, listen, dude, if you're going to sign someone, sign them on a Tuesday at latest. All right. We got new episodes dropping every Wednesday. We don't want, we don't want someone to be signed right after we drop a new episode because then people are like, why the heck didn't you talk about that signing? You making us look bad, John. The beef. Anyway, look, there's no beef with J Rob. Clearly we, we have one beef and one beef only at this time. And, I think we all know. Yeah, who I've, honestly, I bet Jonathan. You know, because you know Jonathan Hutton works. You for, think Jonathan Hutton told John Robinson just because their names are both John, and maybe they colluded against the Titan up. And yeah, and who's Jonathan Hutton work for? Titans Radio. Oh you don't think gosh. that they're having conversations? I what? guarantee you, you know Jay Hutt was like, was like, hey, if you're gonna sign someone, hold it off until Wednesday, okay, and and announce it right before midday 180 which i'm pretty sure is right when this was announced too what was the guy on facebook who broke down the oh way in home home oh, game oh you mean oh you mean uh rick who said oh. that the first eight games equal five at home and three on the road and the we last mean... eight games equal three at home and eight and five on the road <laughs> We need Rick from Facebook to investigate a potential collusion against Tighten Up Podcast. <laughs> Rick, Rick, we need you, man. Where are you, Rick? Pose the truth. Rick, oh, man. Uh, before we move on, Jonathan Joseph, um, uh, a, few, a few quick tidbits. Um, he was drafted in the same draft as Vince Young. So this is kind of like a make good for that draft. You yep. know, you're like... <laughs> <laughs> this is like okay well we, yeah we picked vince but but it's kind of like we also picked jonathan joseph now too so he, jonathan joseph went 24th overall as well um maybe yeah. maybe maybe that's exactly what it is one first rounder from that draft that pans out right yeah so it's like yeah you know people will look back on that 2006 draft and be like who the titans pick oh jonathan jonathan joseph. Joseph. he turned out yeah. pretty good um and in speaking of uncle jim wyatt uh Uncle Jim wrote this story and he said uh, his second sentence in the entire article was, oh, or no, he, he actually pointed out that fact. Jonathan Joseph was a first round pick in the 2006 NFL draft. Same year Titans picked up Vince uh, quarterback, Vince Young. In the very next sentence, he goes, it's also the same year Isaiah Wilson, the team's first round pick this year, turned seven years old. Wow. <laughs> I look, I love Jim White. I, you know, I love him obviously, but I just found that to be like funny. That's just a funny it, sentence to me. To, like, yeah, the reference point is the youngest player on the team, I'm sure. Or, right. Yeah. Player, I'm sure that's, yeah, I'm sure that's where he was going with it, but it's just a funny, did you know? Did you know Isaiah Wilson was seven that year? Um, it's like, it's like what, 2006? I was, I was 20. Um, anyway, the, uh, I was 10. Where's my shout out, Jim? Yeah, you come know, on, Jim. You knew this. Yeah, Jack Gentry was ten. Why throw that as the third sentence? How do I not make it in an, one of his articles? I did make it in one. That was that was for my wrong draft pick selection, though. Um, John Joe, which is that his nickname? Are we call, are we calling him John Joe? Because I think that's that that fits John Joe. John Joe, yeah, John Joe's John Joe Joe from, John. From here on out, John Joe. John Joe. Okay, cool. Jo, uh, glad we agreed on that. <laughs> John Joe, uh, his wife, Delena, attended Hillsborough High School. Go Burroughs. Okay. And then uh, Tennessee State University. Go Tigers. So I didn't go to either of those places, but I just 
I like to support local. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat as you there, but yeah, it's good to. She probably talked him into this a little bit. Hey, Nashville's pretty cool after all. I yeah, yeah. So thank you, Delena. Delena, thank you for because we de- look. This is definitely a signing that filled a need that the Titans had, especially without Logan Ryan coming back. So and Delaney Walker's gone. Delena takes it. Delena, takes see, <laughs> look at that. We got it worked out. We were out of cornerback and we were out of Delaney, so we got a cornerback and a Delena. Um, let's get to some emails before we get out of here. Uh, if you want to email us, we have a new email address, write this down. Okay. Or save it to your phones, whatever your, maybe your Palm pilot, write Write it in there. Email us at it's Titan up pod at a to Z sports, Nashville.com. So it's really just the same email address. Just replace Gmail with a to Z sports, Nashville. We're official now, not to brag. <laughs> it's all about the brand. Yeah. Tighten up pod at a to Z sports, Nashville.com. Also go ahead and just save a to Z sports, Nashville.com as a bookmark on your, on your, tw- make it your homepage. Uh, but we'll, uh, in, it's in fact, this first email isn't, uh, Oh, this first email we got from Anthony and he sent us a dumpster dive and Anthony writes, does Colin McCarthy count as dumpster dive? The man was really good for two years and then retired for some reason. If he doesn't count, I would say my dumpster dive is Bishop Sankey because he was the first running back taken in the draft that year, and that was Wisenhunt's first year, and he was going to be the new CJ2K. That <laughs> running back class was trash overall. The only notable name left is Devonta Freeman. Anthony, that is one hell of a dumpster dive. I actually— That is good stuff. If we're being honest, Bishop Sankey is a dumpster dive for me too because— and and these were look these were dark times as Titans fans, but I have I have a text message thread with some buddies of mine, and it we I remember hyping up Bishop Sankey like Second we were like from Washington had a great career. Oh my gosh, we were like that's low key the steal of the draft. <laughs> we were like we were like the Bishop Sankey. I'm so excited. He's gonna he's gonna tear it up this year. And he had the Washington rapport with Locker as well. So yes, right, a right, built-in right. chemistry factor. Yes, and that plays huge, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Spoiler warning: He did not tear it up that year, no. nor did he tear it up in any year after. So, Dude. Anthony, I love fumble. that one of one of the more fumbly running backs the Titans have had. But the Colin McCarthy thing—that's a good remember the Titan. Isn't yeah, that? that's not a dumpster dive. A dumpster dive is a player that you thought would pan out, but for some reason didn't. For for I mean, there's many reasons. You, looking back on it, I chose Zach Mettenberger. <laughs> God knows what he's up to uh, now. But uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty good. That's a double sided. He he gave us a remember the Titan and a dumpster dive. That's good work. He's probably trying to make it as an Instagram model with the number of selfies he takes. Um, (laughs) thank you for the email, Anthony. Um, this email comes from Trent Floyd. His email signature says he's, uh, a Southwest Missouri Titans fan. So shout out to the show me state. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. What's up? Not to brag. Um, (laughs) he said, Oh, Oh, this, this email. So a couple weeks ago, we asked you guys to email us, um, what you think we sound like. Um, oh, I haven't read this one. Oh my gosh, what is this? He said, like we said, he, like based off of what, what our voices sound, tell us what you think we look like. And he, he sent a good one. Which, if you if you follow us on Twitter or or Instagram, you probably know what we look like now because we posted a video, a couple of videos from our um, our interview with Brad Hopkins. So check us out on Twitter at Tighten Up Pod or on Instagram at Tighten Up Podcast and check those out if you're curious as to what we look like. If you're not, if you want to play this game, email us and tell us what you think we look like. Like my boy Trent Floyd here did, uh, show me state guy. He says, he says, Austin, and gosh, I don't even want to read this. You sound like you look like, <laughs> that's just a funny sentence to begin with. You sound like you look like Jonathan Hutton. Oh Signed no, Trent that's Floyd, mean. that son of a bitch, Trent. That Here I was mean. hyping up the show me state. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. 
mean print. Come on now. I sound like I look like Jonathan. That's actually a really funny joke, though. That's you sound like you look like Jonathan Hutton. That is pretty good. Did he <laughs> like, do me? Just, was it just you or was it? It was just you? me. He just said okay, me. Good, good. I guess you sound normal. You sound like someone that's not a, a total <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Gosh. He knows what he knows where it hurts. He hit us where it hurts. He hit you where it hurts right there. You sound like you look like Jonathan Hutton. Well, you know what? You type like you look like Jonathan Hutton, Trent. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Thank you for listening, Trent. And thank you for the email. You don't look like... I take back what I said. That was harsh. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for uh, for this episode. Uh, I didn't get to remember the Titan, but we will uh, next week. We'll, yes. we'll hold those off for, for next week. Uh, send us your Remember the Titans. If you've got any good suggestions, you can comment on any of our social platforms. You can uh, you can email them to us, tightenuppod at a to z sports nashville.com. And uh, yeah, hit up A to Z on all social media platforms at a to z sports. Um, again, follow this podcast on social at tightenuppod on Twitter, at tightenuppodcast on Instagram. Um, if you want to follow us individually, I am at Austin Huff. Jack is Jack A. Gentry. Jack, I got to ask you, man, uh, anything for the road? Not a ton. We, we are hoping to have a guest on next week. I think we're going to line something up with that. So be looking for that. We're gonna. It's going to be good. I'm sure of it. And yeah, other than that, just tighten up and 16 and 0. And FBI, Rick is waiting for your call. Rick, yeah. Should I just read it one more time? I feel like I should read it one, one more time, time for the road. <laughs> this this comment is just amazing. I it just blows my mind. Rick, just bringing the heat. First eight games equals five at home, and three on the road. Okay. Last eight games equals three at home, and five on the road. Oh. <laughs> It changes everything for me. Oh, that sound you heard was my head exploding. My mind is blown, Rick. You, you dog, you. Anyway, all right. Be expecting a call from the FBI, Rick. Rick, Rick you're a madman. All right. Uh, with that said, I guess until next week, tighten up. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans.